0: This is Why Not Us Podcast. is your host, KJ, and today we have Latisha Riddick, and I will be introducing her. I will now introduce our guest speaker, Ms. Latisha Riddick. Latisha is a North Carolina bail, bondsman, notary public, certified credit consultant, personal trainer, and realtor. She earned her bachelor's degree in criminal justice from Elizabeth City State University. Her master's in public administration from Strayer University, and she is currently pursuing her PhD in criminal justice from Walden University. In addition to all the licenses she holds, she is also a full-time employee at Elizabeth City State University, the very same school she graduated from in 2013, Viking Pride. Latisha resides in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. She doesn't have any kids. She enjoys dancing and singing, and most of all, she enjoys her family. She is very involved in her church. She's a member of Delta Sigma Theta Theta Sorority, and during Christmas, Thanksgiving, and other holidays, she makes sure to serve her community and give back. Latisha is no stranger to hard work. She's the first in her immediate family to graduate high school and attend college. While her introduction may seem as though her life is put together, she attests to the life challenges of day-to-day living. This is why she's here today, to motivate, encourage, and enlighten each of you to keep going no matter what. Her focus today will be on real estate. Although she can offer us a wealth of information, she wants to enlighten each of us about real estate. Please welcome Ms. Latisha Riddick to Why Not Us Podcast. Thank you for coming to the platform. How you
1: doing? I'm good. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you. So let the people know what it is. Educate us.
1: (laughs) All right. So as you said, I do hold licenses in a lot of areas. So um, I am a North Carolina bail bondsman, a notary public, realtor, um, credit consultant, uh, personal trainer. So I'm kind of dipping and dabbing in a lot. Um, but the main focus today is real estate. And one of the questions that I get asked a lot um, is, you know, what is real estate? You know, why are you going to be an agent? Pretty much what your platform is. And that's what sets me apart, I think, from a lot of the other agents. And um, I do believe that they're all great. But real estate isn't something that I got into just to, you know, collect a check, a commission check. It was deeper uh, for me. It was a long journey. Um, And I'll kind of share a little piece about my real estate journey of how I actually obtained my license. So in order to become a realtor, you have to take a class, um, a 75-hour class. And I signed up for the class in, um, in April, and it, it lasted about four or five weeks or so. Um, and at the end of the class, you have to take a test in order to sit for your actual exam. So it's really hard. And, and that was one of the things, too. When I got into real estate, I would hear people say, you know, it's one of the hardest tests to take, to pass. But I never let that get to me. I never let it get to me. Um, But when I took my class, I actually failed. And that was a moment for me that I never really experienced because I'm so used to passing. So when I didn't pass that class, I'm like, man, you know, it's four weeks. I've been studying day in and day out all night. So it was a shock and um there were some things that kind of went on that i didn't think was fair but that's a a story for a whole nother day um i embraced that it's the society that we are in now and i picked myself back up and i kept going so instead of giving up i enrolled into another real estate class and i'm like okay this time i'm gonna do it like i'm gonna pass Uh, so i enrolled into that school and it took me another four weeks or so to get through school again. Um, and then I had to take the end of course exam again and I failed. The thing about this school was they allowed you to keep retaking your exam until you passed um, versus the last school, you only had two options and then you would have to sit through the entire class again but not this particular school. So I studied, I failed, I studied, I failed. I took that end of course exam four times, four. And every time I was taking my exam, all I could think about was like my family and my future kids and people that are connected to me in the community. And I'm like, I'm not doing this for me. If if I was doing it for me, I would have gave up. But I kept going because I knew the mission was bigger than myself. So I took that exam four times and I'm like, okay, you know, I finally passed. I needed that class certificate I could sit for the actual exam. And I was excited. I'm like, finally, I get to take the actual exam so I could become a realtor. So I had wrote down in a journal that I would pass my real estate exam on the first attempt that I went to take it. And I signed up for it. And I went to Raleigh. And it's two parts to the real estate exam. You have the national part, and then you have the state. So the national is, regardless of you know where you are, the rules are pretty much the same when it comes to realtors. You can be in any state, same rules. Um, but then you have the state portion, and that is geared towards the state that you are licensed in. So you have to make sure you're following those rules. Um, so the national part, I passed the first time. So I looked at the results at the end of the test, I was so excited. I passed the nationals, but. I Failed the state portion. And again, I was a little devastated, but I'm like, you know what? I'm almost there because national to me um, is the hardest. State wasn't really that hard. So I was surprised that I had failed state, Um, but I wasn't that devastated because I knew I was going to pass it when I took it the second time. And that's exactly what I did. Um, I waited, I studied a little bit more, and I went and I took it and I passed the second time. And I say that because anybody that's watching right now, that's watching this podcast or may watch it later, if they do, if you are planning on becoming a realtor, you have to make sure that your reasoning is beyond yourself because it's gonna be some long days. Like I work at the university. So I'm typically there around eight o'clock. I would get up like 4 o'clock in the morning just to make sure i got a study session in before i went to work and then study after work it is it is one of those things for me like i said it's personal um which is why i also do like additional trainings um that way i'm educating myself and educating the people as well but yeah real estate is it's just one of those things for me um that is like i said it's bigger than me like i feel like this is And it's not going to happen overnight. It won't happen overnight. But it's going to put me in a position so that my family, the community, my kids will have something to continue to keep going and going and going and going. Like generational wealth is is what it is for me. Um, And then just making sure, again, that the people know about real estate in general. And that's what I also want to kind of get to next, just talking about why real estate is important.
0: Okay. So... So even though you might have just, you know, you failed those times, you just kept going, though. You know, that's very important. You know, kudos to you for keep going. That says a lot about you. That says a lot about you. Your willpower just wanted to keep going. So that's good. I'm proud of you, man, for real. Thank
1: you. It was a journey, but I didn't give up.
0: Most definitely. So what inspired what inspired you to become a real estate agent, even though you just spoke on it? Can you speak some more on it as well?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the main things was the lack of knowledge that I realized people had about real estate. I see a lot of people, you know, post about, you know, struggle and I struggle too. I'm not even going to sit here and act like, you know, I'm all perfect and I don't have any issues. Absolutely not but i know that eventually real estate and a lot of other things too will put me in a position that i need to be in and that is what i want the people to know Um, it's not just about owning your own home it's about what you can do with that Uh, for example in january i actually sold my home and that was one of the quickest ways that you you know you you get a hundred thousand dollar check and all you did was sell your house, you know? And some people, that's not even the most that you can get depending on what you sell your house for. Um, when you purchase a house, of course you have your mortgage. When you get ready to sell it, they'll look at the difference between what your house is worth when you get an appraisal, um, what your house is worth and what's owed on your mortgage. And that difference is your equity. And of course you're paying like your taxes and you know, your uh, realtor commissions and different things like that that you have to pay. But it's one of the quickest ways to actually get a lot of money back, but you have to own the home first. So that's the first thing. Um, just actually being in a presence where people just kind of like downplay um, being homeowners is what really made me just like, you know, where it, this is something that i also want to learn more about so that i can um educate other people so that's one of the biggest things just educating people because like i said it it's crazy but just being a homeowner you know and nothing against renting so anybody that's listening i'm not saying there's anything wrong with renting because it's not um i'm renting right now so i sold my house in january i didn't buy another house i'm actually renting and that is something else that's important. When you are renting, you should be setting yourself up to purchase. So if, if renting is something that you're doing at the moment, no problem, but eventually you wanna set yourself up to get to that point where you're actually owning your own home. And think of it this way, as far as like renting, that house is never gonna be yours. You're paying you know, rent every single month, at least you got a roof over your head though. So that's a good thing. Um, but when you step into a different branch and you purchase your own home, you can pass that down to your kids. If you don't want to sell it, um, you can rent it out and always have passive income. You can do so much with actually, um, owning your own home. And like I said, that is one of the reasons why I got into real estate to educate people about that.
0: Okay. What are the first steps of the home buying process?
1: Okay. Okay. So, step number one, let's just say you're like, you know what, Lai? I want to buy me a house. I'm ready. Step number one is to get what's called a pre approval letter. So, that letter typically comes from a bank. Now, if you have the cash, you know, some people may, you know, sell cars or, you know, a multitude of things and, you know, come up with a lot of cash or maybe they inherited the cash. You just never know where people get money from. So if you have the money and you like, you know what, I have $200,000, $300,000 or whatever um, to buy a house or even $35,000, $50,000 for an investment property. If you have the cash, this process is not for you, okay? We can talk about that later. But if you do not have that upfront cash and you want to purchase a house, step number one for you would be to obtain your pre-approval letter. That comes from a bank. Um, credit Union. So if you have state employees, a lot of people like to, you know, go through state employees, um, maybe federal, whatever company you decide to go through, um, they're going to, you know, pull your credit. Um, That's very important because that's going to determine which type of loan that you will receive. There are different types of loans. You have FHA, you have conventional, you have USDA, all different types of loans. Um, And that's why they pull your credit score. They're gonna look at your debt to income ratio. Um, of course, you gotta have your taxes from two years. It's a lot of things you have to have, but the first step is to get that pre-approval and your bank will actually, of course, let you know everything that you need to go through um, to get that letter. But ultimately that letter is important because it's gonna tell you what you can purchase. It's gonna give you an amount. You are pre-approved for 250000 When you get your realtor, you know which house to look for, what what price range to stay in, I should say. Um, But without that pre-approval, you're just kind of like shopping and you have no idea what you can afford and what you can't afford. So that's the very first step. Pre-approval, go through your bank to obtain that.
0: Okay, so look, how about if a person have bad credit, right? And Mm -hmm. they had the cash. Can they do it like that or? Yeah, if you have, yeah, if you have your cash,
1: you don't have to worry about a bank. Okay. Absolutely okay. not at all. Okay. So that's the second part. So if you are a cash buyer, which everybody loves cash buyers, <laughs> I'm a realtor and I would I would love, you know, to get a cash buyer because the process is easy. They say, here, here's my cash. They don't need a bank. They don't need a loan. They don't need anything. So at, your credit can be 200. Seller okay. don't care cuz you got okay. the cash.
0: That's good to know for real that you know yeah. if you if your credit isn't good but you you know you have the money you'll still mm-hmm. be able to purchase the home. Like thank you for the information.
1: You are very welcome. For real because I That's never knew so that.
0: I thought, you know, that maybe everything had to go through a bank. Um so mm-hmm.
1: That's a good question too. Mm-mm. Yeah, nope. like,
0: like you just you just put me on to something. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah, a cash
1: buyer actually purchased my house, so the process was quicker. They didn't need a loan; they didn't have to have a pre-approval letter. Um, they actually rushed us to the closing table. Um, so yeah, I think my husband and I put our house on the market, and maybe like two weeks later, we were packing up to to leave because they were cash buyers. They didn't want to wait. Um, okay. yeah, when you were using a, a loan, there are you know different things you gotta go through. The appraisal, um, what's called a due diligence period. And and they had their period too, but not really. They like I said, they just kind of rushed it. They didn't care about nothing, they just wanted okay. the house.
0: <laughs> okay. So yeah. So that's that's good, that's good to know. Like, that's really good to know, like, because you know. Like when you thinking about buying a home, I'm thinking about, man, my credit isn't that good, you know. Yeah. But yeah. you just enlighten me, put me on. Like, but if you have this amount of money, you can you could buy your home, cash buyer, right? That's what mm-hmm. it's called. Yep. Yeah. Sure. All right. So what's the top three skills would you say is needed in being a great real estate agent?
1: Um the first one I'm going to say honesty. That's that's number one. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of times you will have people come to you and let's just say they have a pre-approval amount for a hundred thousand and they are looking at these two hundred thousand dollar houses. If you are not comfortable with telling them that they are wasting their time, then that's gonna be a problem for you and your client. So just being honest in general um, about you know what they can't afford, um, and keeping the communication open about um, due diligence, money, earnest money, and that's a whole different you know topic as well. Um, but just keeping that honesty line open is so important as a realtor. Why? It's because a lot of a lot of realtors. I'm sorry if, if you have some realtors watching this podcast, but this is the truth. Some people not, you know what? I'm not even gonna say real t- realtors. I'm gonna say people. I'm gonna take that word out. Some people will tell you what you want to hear so they can get this. So mm-hmm. they're not really being honest with you. So you have to be really, really, really careful when you are choosing who you want to be your agent, who you want to be your realtor. Yeah. You may be, you know, selling this house and selling that house, but are you honest in your transactions? You know, Being able to say, you know what, I'm going to get me a good commission check off this house, but this house will not be good for you because, you know, XYZ, there's a, I don't know, a a septic issue. Sometimes people know that there are issues about homes and it is illegal to do it. It's illegal, Um, but they may not tell you or you know you may be waiving different type of things that you can't get through your due diligence period like a home inspection um some people will let you waive that absolutely not like you have to make sure that you are finding a realtor that is honest on all different levels regardless if it hurts you or not um and i had a, a situation with a client actually we're under contract now thank god but she kept sending me these messages and uh, she may watch this video, I don't know. But I'm not gonna call her name out, of course. But she kept sending me these messages. And she's a really good client, by the way. But she would send me these messages like, you know what, I don't think I wanna buy, I'm, I'm gonna wait. And I'm just like, girl, a week ago, you told me you were ready to purchase a house and I'm sitting up here writing, getting ready to write an offer for you. What are you doing? So at that moment, I had to step full blown in honesty mode. I'm like, look, You're never going to find a house if you keep switching on and switching off. This is not the market for that. It is not. Um, And that's one of the things I wear very proudly. And I never confuse it with, with, you know, not taking care of my clients just because I'm being honest. So that's one of the top ones for me is honesty.
0: Okay. Do you have to, you already answered it. Do you have to do a lot of research on the area um like where your clients are going to be um moving to like you know do you have to do a lot of research on that like so they'll know
1: average I would say because you don't want your clients asking you about crime rates or which schools are in the area or if they have any construction going on in the area or if it's in a flood zone and you not know the answer to those questions So it is, um, you know, imperative for the realtor to make sure that um, they are doing as much investigation as possible um, for that location preference of their clients. So I try to do that.
0: Okay, so a lot of would you say a lot of people that's buying um, homes do not want to be in like low flooded areas, like the flooded areas? Would you say that or it doesn't really matter?
1: For this area, I'm going to speak for this, um, okay. Elizabeth city area. Um, it's not really something that buyers turn away from because okay. most likely if they are in a flood zone area, they would just purchase, you know, insurance.
0: Okay. So it's
1: not really, I haven't really seen like a lot of people saying that they don't want to purchase a home if it's in a flood zone. Um, but that is um a material fact. So it is something that has to be relayed to the client.
0: Okay. What is the most difficult part about being a real estate agent?
1: Mm-hmm. For me, I'm gonna probably say uh uh it is kind of hard, but I, I know I can't save everybody not being able to give everybody what they want. It's hard because some people will come to you and they're ready to buy and then they go get that pre-approval or, you know, apply for it and they can't. And it's like, oh man, it's nothing that I can do at this moment. Of course, you know, educate them on their credit, um, saving their closing costs, their uh, down payment, but it really hurts to not be able to help um, everybody that comes to me, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It is. Um,
0: you, but yeah. So you know, like, um, when you talking about they close on the house, how how long is that process? Is it a long process?
1: Uh, so what happens is you okay. So first thing first, you um like I say you get the pre approval, um, and then you go house shopping. So the client find a house then the agent writes an offer on that house to the seller so let's just say the seller accepts the offer everybody signs and now we're under contract so our due diligence period starts due diligence is basically your time frame to get your appraisal to get your home inspection to get your uh pest and moisture inspection um to get any surveys done any home warranties anything in that time frame typically 30 days
0: okay. um
1: but you'll write that in the contract to get everything done to inspect the house basically the buyer is saying let me make sure that this is the house that i want and through that period you're still under contract so that's like 30 days And then um, you're moving on to your next phase. So let's just say, you know, everything checks out. Um, You still have the attorney who has to do the title search and different things like that. So on average, you know, it could be maybe about a good two months um, before you you actually close. And of course, it could be sooner than that. Okay. Um, But there are a lot of steps that have to go on um, in between you actually getting that pre-approval writing the offer getting it accepted going under contract and then um proceeding from there and you also got to think about um the underwriting phase so the pre-approval is the first step but the bank is still going to take that client through underwriting and in that phase they could ask for additional documents so now we're waiting longer um in addition to let's just say you get the inspection done and you find out that the roof is leaking something the seller didn't tell you now you want the seller to repair the roof so you got to keep your time frame open for any repairs so 2 months 3 months 4 months hopefully not that long but you know everything is good maybe about a month and a half or, or two
0: okay so we have people um in the live stream if y'all have any questions y'all want to ask um Latisha she Too got bad. you so if y'all got any questions y'all can ask please ask yeah but i'm just sitting here thinking about like what you was just saying about the the time this time period and everything like if the inspection and they got a leak in the roof and they held that back from you with you know then they got to fix it and then it's like all about time and you know yeah. it's just interesting for real yeah. it's like it's like really interesting but like i said earlier it was good to know that you could actually pay cash for a house mm-hmm. like like it's very good to know that for real yeah. like for real you sure can
1: <laughs> and i'm telling you sellers love cash buyers because they skip all of that that bank process yeah
0: because it's like the bank, you know, if you can stay away from the bank, it just is easy, easier um, process. I'm just mm-hmm. glad that you don't have to get pre-approved. You feel me? Pre-approved for that, especially if you're a cash buyer. So if y'all have any questions, y'all can ask questions. I see, I see y'all in here. Hope y'all <laughs> having a great day. Yeah.
1: You
0: no, know, I appreciate you really coming in here. Like, I learned a lot. Like a lot about real estate.
1: Yeah, real estate is um, it's one of those ongoing things where you're constantly learning. Um, being in this field also taught me, I think this is a field where people who have been in the game for so long, they act as if they know everything when it comes to real estate. And I question that because I'm like, am I ever going to get to a point where I feel like I just know absolutely everything about this, you know, this particular career cuz I'm not a fixed mindset person. I have a growth mindset. So, I constantly like to learn and learn and learn and learn and learn. But yeah, sometimes it just baffles me to just see people, you know, other agents in this area and they're just like, "Oh, yeah, I know everything." And I'm like, I don't want to ever get like that. Like, I want to keep learning. And that's what, you know, just life in general, not just real estate any piece that I'm doing, you know, notary, bell bond, whatever it is, like I want to continue to learn. Um so I can of course keep myself on top of everything and grow and enlighten other people too. Because things change like day in and day out. Um so for me, that's why I'm constantly taking classes, um learning different things about real estate because I want to keep learning like every single day. Yeah. Um, it is draining though. It's it's draining.
0: <laughs> so, but it's worth it. so like, can they call you any time? Like the buyer and your client, or is it like a specific time? You know,
1: that's you know, a how- good question.
0: Okay, mm.
1: <laughs> that's a good question. Boundaries. Okay. Boundaries. Okay. Um, and of course, you want to make sure your client is taken care of so you want to make sure you're answering their calls um, responding to their emails responding to their text messages but it's also boundaries so if my clients are going to call me you know late at night they will not get a response from me until the next morning Okay. Um, because at some point you have to detach yourself from everything that you do everything and I had to learn that because I had clients pulling me this way that way that way that way I could be inside the gym working out and I'm doing this. Mm. The gym is my me time. Why do I have to respond to text messages while I'm in the gym for my me time? So I had to stop doing that. Like, I could be in the shower and I'm grabbing my phone. Like, there was ever, like, no time for just me. Yeah. So, yes, my clients can call me anytime and they can text me anytime. But I will not respond anytime or pick up anytime. So if, they,
0: if somebody wanted you specifically to be there, really, you know, be their mm-hmm. real estate agent. Like, how can they get in contact with you? How does that go? Can anybody just be like, yo, I want you to be my uh, real estate agent or it has to be in a different, like, Does it, can it be the whole North Carolina or something like where you at?
1: It can be anywhere. Okay. So anywhere, um, I don't care where they are, because what happens is while I may not be the actual agent on that transaction. What I typically do is connect with other agents, like all over. So okay. if they want me, like me to actually show them homes, me actually sell them the house. If they are about an hour, I typically drive maybe an hour and 30 minutes out. If it's over that, then most likely I will refer that person out to another agent, kind of still in the background, making sure that everything is you know going good. But I would not actually be on the transaction. Not unless it's somebody that I'm really close with. And okay. I'm willing to take that drive, you know, two, three hours, wherever I need to go. Um, because, again, that's why I got into real estate, is to make sure that my people are good and they're taken care of. Okay. Um, so I don't think that I would refer, you know, somebody that, you know, is very close to me. I wouldn't refer them out to another agent, regardless how far they were. Um, but if I'm not an agent in that state, then I would have to. Okay. So anywhere in North Carolina, I can sell. Okay. But in another state, I cannot.
0: Okay. So, you know, like, you got your uh, certification and everything. How long does that last uh, for the state, like, the state of North Carolina? Like, do y'all have I to go, would... like, every two years or?
1: Yeah, you You have to do your continuing education. But you don't okay. have to continue to redo your, redo your license. So, once you have them. You better keep them because it is hard. They make you through everything all over again. But you have to just make sure that you are um, keeping your continuing education classes um, updated. Once you actually get your license, you are what's called a provisional broker. So you are not um, a full broker is, is what I call it. You're provisional, meaning you're still being monitored by your broker. And that's me right now. Um, you have 18 months from the day that you get your license to take that provisional status off your license to become a full broker. Um, and that's something that I need to, of course, work on too, because right now I am provisional. But yeah, as long as you can keep your CE classes up, then your license will remain at the, and pay your dues too. You have to pay your uh, application fee. All
0: right. I see four people in here. Y'all got any questions? Y'all can ask her. You don't have please to be that.
1: afraid. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I see y'all yeah, coming in. I love. So, you most definitely can um say something. But she did. She said this. She said, um, just because I own my own home, I love it. It's the best decision I ever made. Then you got Jaleesa. She loved yeah. it. Yeah. So. That's that. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure that you know if y'all in here that y'all are able to ask questions. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Please ask.
0: You can ask.
1: <laughs> if but. it's something I don't know, I will write it down. I will find an answer. Because one thing about me, I'm alone. I'm not gonna, you know, say something if I don't know what it is. But if I, you know, know the answer to it, I will definitely ask. But any question that you have.
0: Ask me, and if I like, I said, if I don't know the answer, I will get it. That's for certain, okay. Okay, um, like I said, if y'all have any questions, the floor is open. Y'all can ask any question that y'all want to ask about, um, you know, buying a home. You know, she's a real estate agent, so she got y'all. So if y'all want to ask any questions, y'all can. Mm-hmm. Cause I see the, you know, the the numbers going up. So, <laughs> you know, that's why, you know, I want to make sure, you know, the people that's coming in now make sure they have the opportunity, you know, to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Wow. So the people that's joining now, that's Latisha Riddick, and she's a real estate agent, and she's here to educate us. Like she been dropping gems. I've been learning so much. So I've been asking her a lot of questions, honestly. <laughs> yeah, and she's ask, she's been she's been telling me. You. So see, I told you I wanted to learn as well, you know. Um just just glad to know that you know I can ask you questions and you we just having a whole conversation, like you know, I'm learning. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's what it's all about, you know, absolutely. just being able to learn.
1: You feel me? Mm-hmm. If you
0: you want to ask a good question? You can ask the question. Yep. So I also got one more question though because I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking about it. Um, so I heard you speaking earlier about a lawyer. So as a real estate agent, do y'all have a lawyer as well, or is that just for the buyer? Or how does that go?
1: Okay. So in the transaction, the buyer will have their closing attorney, um, and then the seller will also have. A closing attorney so they both will North Carolina is not like a title state in some states they may have they use a title company but not here in North Carolina so both sides of the transaction will have um, a closing attorney who will pretty much again make sure that everything their paperwork their disclosures um, the title search is done um, they handle closing so without a closing attorney um, transactions will not
0: happen. So when a house goes on the market and it's like open house, that's basically like the buyer is putting the house on the market. The seller. Like okay, okay. Mm-hmm. The yeah. seller. I'm yeah. sorry, the seller. No,
1: you're fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. The seller,
0: okay. Okay. Yeah. So the seller is putting the house on the market, and that's why we see those little signs in the yard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay,
1: that's it. Okay. And I'm actually going to do one um, maybe in a couple of weeks. But yeah, the seller has said, I you know, want to put my house on the market. The agent has already listed the house. So anytime you see an open house, that house is already on the market. Okay. The agent is just promoting it so she can get it sold or he or she can get it sold. So that's what's happening um, at those open houses
0: and what about like race does race play in it with buying and purchasing <laughs> the house is that true or was it just hearsay and you know what I'm saying about like appraisal for houses because I seen it on actually on the news so Ooh. you know you being a real estate agent like is that true like am if, I who, am I allowed to
1: take a sip of wine
0: <laughs> yes go ahead I'm gonna drink my water mm. I think I need two tips. Hey, I told you I got all the questions. I got all the questions cuz I'm really interested in this like. I'm really interested.
1: I'm going to tread lightly with this. Okay. Is it okay for you to
0: answer this or I can, I, I
1: can I can answer it, but I can say I'm going to tread lightly, okay. but I'm going to address it. Okay. Um let me just say this. Once I finish doing what I need to do with my real estate I will become an appraiser I will that's the next thing on my list okay um and your question is the reason why I'm just gonna say that okay got you got you um when you are and it's it's so sad it is very sad but you have to remember the type of world that we live in and some things are just what they are, and it's nothing that you can do about it. What happens is when you are deciding that you want to buy a house, you want to make sure that the agent has some good connections, um, because sometimes, and this is this right here is is really for sellers. This is for African Americans who want to sell their home. Okay. Be careful with who you get to come and appraise your house. I'm gonna say that. And if it's on, if, if it's been on the news, then you know, clear, like I said, I'm trying to tread lightly here. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who will watch this. So I'm trying to tread lightly. But facts are facts. Okay. And there's nothing you can do about it. So if you are in the process and you want to sell your house, You better think long and hard about the appraisal that you pick to come and appraise your house.
0: So you get to pick the appraisal person?
1: If you're selling your house. If you're selling your house and you want to know what your house is worth, you can. Yes. But typically when you are on the buyer side of things, the bank orders the the appraisal. Okay. So for instance, for me, I sold my house. I called the appraisal out to appraise my house so I could know what my own value was. Okay. Okay. That okay. is something else, you guys. If you are hiring somebody to sell your house and let's say you don't get an appraisal done, at that point, you really don't know how much your house is worth. So now you're going to lean towards the bank sending somebody to appraise your house. You want to know what your own house is worth. All If you're going to sell your house, always get, an appraisal done, and you pick who you want to come appraise your house. So let Good. nobody
0: else see. So basically, the bank and the appraisal is back, basically on the contract type vibe, or is not like yes. that. Okay, it is. It is exactly okay. like that. Okay, so it's kind of like okay, the bank. I, okay, I, I understand now. I, I get it now. Okay, I
1: understand. Yeah. See, boy, it's, that is one of the um and. I can't speak on this because it's personal. I experienced that myself. So before I got an appraisal done on my house. Before he knew who I was, he came and appraised our house and it was love. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I know my house is worth more than this. I know it is. And then um, that same person came out to my house and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm an agent now and you know, he had got my business card and started communicating with me while the appraisal came back and it was way, way much higher than what it was when he first came and appraised our house and didn't know who I was or anything about me. Um, So all I'm saying is that it's just like a police officer. If you get pulled over, don't they have discretion to give you a ticket or not? It's the same thing. And that's why Mm. you have to be very careful with who is appraising your house. Okay. It is what it is.
0: The people that just came in, y'all have any questions? Y'all can ask questions. Yeah, you got some good questions. I'm like... Yeah, because I told you, like, that's why I was so excited just to have you on the platform Because I'm interested in purchasing a home one day, but I want to know all, like, you know, I'm a, I mean, you educating me. So it's like, you know, I do, you coming up here on the platform, like, I'm excited. Like, let me, you know, like, you you prepare for things like this, you know, because it's serious. Like, you taking out your time to educate us. And so, yeah, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing my research, you know, Ask you some questions, you know, and Definitely. let the people know. Like, listen, y'all need to go <laughs> ahead and hire her as a um real estate agent. I don't yeah. even know how I don't even, can I say that? I okay, because I don't know what, you know, ain't you know, but you no, know. real
1: estate is is pretty much, you know, we are our own boss.
0: Okay. It's
1: just that certain people that may be watching it, you know, some people like the report certain things, but we don't they're if we're not disobeying, like, the realtor rules, we can voice our own opinions, you know. So it's nothing really against that. I just, certain things I do tread lightly on. Um, and I because I know that. a couple of agents that have went through legal, like, checks about things that they've said and, you know, different things. And I'm not trying to have a headache. I so. got
0: you. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was like, is it okay, you know... Cause I was getting deep. I'm like I already, you know, answer the questions. I had more questions <laughs> in my ask. head. You know, you know, what I'm saying? You can you can you know like I said, you know, I'm like, oh well, uh, well, what about yeah. A B C D E F G? <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, like for real. I really appreciate you coming to the platform and just yeah. spreading that knowledge. Like you got to come back up here and spread some more knowledge on. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I, I love this. I love this. I love will. the energy. Thank you for being open. And thank you, you,
1: you, you,
0: you open my eyes. Like I'm ready to have conversation. Like, yo, I learned this today. You know what I'm saying? With my old lady, I'm ready just to have a conversation yeah. with her about this. I'm ready to send her this, you know, because I learned a lot. You feel me? Yeah.
1: So yeah. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for coming to the platform again. Again, this is Why Not Us Podcast. Peace and blessings, y'all.